y'all welcome back to a podcast an episode we have another episode you didn't ask for but you get in any way it's me your host day con candy hentai girl thank you again for tuning in sorry we missed last week i'm joined today by brian yo um yeah sorry we missed last week um been a little bit busy still in the process of moving um I'm loving that like I'm getting a lot of like people talking to me and asking me about the pod trust it's getting a slight revamp um as I'm trying to make sure that I keep up with what people would want from me because I get a lot of feedback and um yeah, I'm going to keep the raunchy stories in. I'm going to keep the the naughty stuff, um, you know, in. Um, I'm thinking about doing um, like a late night version. And I'll preface this for any family members that are listening to not listen to that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I'll have like some late night versions as well. But today's episode, I really, 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 really want to talk about um freaking this k-drama that um i was addicted to and then got brian addicted to and um yeah he just finished it otherwise i was literally um she's gonna leave me she's gonna she's gonna leave me behind people she's she really is gonna leave me behind i do Um, i do do anyone else do that like i feel like when you're watching a show together and then someone else that you're watching a show or takes their sweet time you just leave them behind like how how many how long does it take for some people to like like you know move on like i i i move on relatively quick to be now now i feel like this happens a lot more in relationships Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to like like real fire shows like i know there have been fights with people for Game of Thrones, Facts. Stranger Things, Facts. with like some of the Marvel shows. Like, I don't know about that one. Well, it depends on the Marvel shows. Yeah, that's I, true. That's because true. my girlfriend loves all the Marvel shows, and there have been times where it's come out and be like, well, I'm busy on this same day that it dropped, so maybe we can wait until tomorrow. And there have been a few times where I had to, you know, light a midnight candle and just you know watch the episode otherwise she'll just you know she'll just leave me behind and just watch it and it just it'll just cut me to the core like you're supposed to be in this together you're just gonna leave me behind just to watch just the show yourself so i'm like loyal when it comes to that for relationships um when it's like you know my partner <laughs> mm-hmm. um but I've always experienced like they don't wait for me, so I don't know why, but it's fine. I had no problem waiting. Um, but this case, it was just really hard, as you just recently experienced. Anyway, mm-hmm. we are talking about love featuring marriage and divorce. It is right now three seasons out on Netflix. Really, really good show. Um, it is a South Korean TV series. Um, it is about three successful women who work on like a radio show. Um, there are a lot of like little, they, their lives intermingle more than just where they work. And they were happily married at one point. And happily, 
is like with an asterisk because um, maybe one was really happily married and the other two were like married and the other one was like begrudgingly married. Um, well, like one one was happily married. Um, the youngest one had just recently been married for I think like two years. Mm. And then the oldest one was was happily married but it was more so like she just kind of settled into the married life so it just they kind of balanced each other out in that way mm. well i loved it so i thought it was really cute because um i actually like park to me and um lee min young lee min young as seen in other uh k-dramas in like small TV shows. I've also seen um Kirang, I don't know how to pronounce her whole name, but Lee Kirang. She plays um Bru <laughs> oh my god. Kiroing. I I'm gonna mispronounce her name really bad. Um but um I've seen them in other K dramas and I was really interested in seeing them in in this one. Um what I loved about it was we were on season three. So um, I don't really know if I should go into what the series is about. I think we need to go in a little bit, especially if we could potentially get like some people interested in watching it. Because we got hooked on this show because the first season was pure gold. And like stuff that happened, the little... Like you said, the interplay between the characters and how their lives intersected and how we saw, like, how you see, like, people react to the cheating that happened in, like, in different ways. Hmm. Okay. So, okay. So, basically, season one. Um, these are now, you're entering spoiler alerts, um, but it should it should be really good so season one is when all of the stuff starts to really um heat up uh you know obviously it's the first season they want to come out the gate with the blast they introduce the three women um and then you see three other women and so what ends up happening is that all their husbands divorce the main characters of the show the first three women you meet and the successful women and they leave them for the, the basically the i guess the 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 harlots at the time yeah <laughs> and we see three different aspects of this yeah, yeah so it was definitely like three different versions of why they left i'll say that would be a better explanation yeah yeah like point of views point of views they changed the point of views so much that's it that's what really got you hooked because it's not just oh divorces um so that's why they feature imagine divorce sorry brian you can go ahead let me jump in no 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 it's okay but so we get so you get three different viewpoints of like how the cheating began for like each of the for each of the women like what what caused it to grow strong enough, and then the initial fallout. Like, I would say for me, the one that probably made the most sense as to why he wound up cheating is 
um, is the relationship that that Hierung had with her husband because she yes. was the youngest and yes. married someone that I think was like two years younger than her. And, you know, he just got with her because like she was playing the drums. He fell for her, completely enamored, head over heels, just rushed straight into marriage without really truly knowing her. Like he had an idea about her, but after they got married, like you can see, like sh- like Hierung kind of represents, to me, represents a bit more of the modern day woman. How I think I think you're saying Hierung, which is actually the wrong name. Um, Hierung was the guy that was with Nankabin. No, because yeah, no, I, I, I mean. I looked, I looked up the cast on Asian, on Asian Wiki right now, and it's telling me Boo Hierong. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I think it's like the way you're saying it, I guess it's throwing me yeah. off. I'm like, uh, okay. Oh, because the guy's name is Hyeryong, and her name is Boo. Yeah, it's the way I'm saying their name. So I'm going to just call oh, her okay. Miss Boo and the other guy, Hyeryong, to oh, okay. clear up okay. the confusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So Miss Boo to me represents more of the modern day woman like mm. she doesn't like she's headstrong she's focused on her career like she's focused on making sure that she looks good like she basically wants her husband to just you know do everything for her while not really doing anything in return whereas mm. whereas the guy um, I'm gonna just call him like by his last name, like Pan. He Sahyun. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. So Sahyun, he was, you know, family oriented. I believe he has like a younger brother. Like he was really close with his parents. Like he loved that family aspect and wanted that reflected in his own marriage. Like one of the things early on the first season he also what you're also skipping is that he is a mama's boy um he's like the only child to very rich so that's another thing i think with k dramas if you're not familiar with k dramas sometimes it kind of gives it the impression that um you know it's unrealistic you know everyone's kind of successful a lot of them are kind of like well off a little bit um so then they try to make it seem like you know it's easy for you to uh kind of you know it's definitely a fairy fairy tale essentially it's yeah. like how i see it as so um Park Se-young definitely came from a very well-off family. He's mm-hmm. an only child. So the parents definitely wanted a child. They wanted a baby to pass down their lineage to because that's what's most important in most of these families is that they have a decent wife who is kind and you know demure, a little bit reserved and polite. And they, you know, appreciative, but that was definitely not uh boo so boo was definitely like a headstrong kind of woman and that's not what he wanted so in his relationship he definitely met another woman who was what he was looking for unfortunately 
he was already married, right? So then um, when you jump ahead to the next one, you have a classical marriage of like woman caters to family, forgets all about herself and husband wants some spark. So he meets this young um, like singer actress, Nam Gavin, And she is just like this free spirit. He's in love with it. He's in, he's captured by it. Um, so of course he automatically is like, I don't want my family no more. He has two children. He forgets all about them. Um, I can't stand that guy. Like, no, just no one can. that episode uh, in that first season where Yeah. he just was, he sits the family down and Well, I is, don't want to. I don't want to go I, into like complete details, but it's really good. We're still in the first season. I want to get out of it. yeah, yeah. Um, Uh, right. We still got one more person to kind of right. focus on and So that's, now, Park to me. Uh, she's the actress that I liked because I saw her in um, my ID is Gangnam Beauty. I think it was something like that. Um, so she's such a pretty, pretty actress. I love her lips. Anyway, <laughs> um, she freaking. was in this and she was in a loving marriage absolutely loving marriage and unfortunately um her husband basically just oh man he stepped out due to curiosity of a younger woman that's it curiosity of a younger woman and i was kind of surprised that that was what he did because why anyway He would do the double life thing. So he was probably the most insulting because he would come home and be like, oh, you're the love of my life. You and my daughter are the love of my life, blah, blah, blah. And then that was not it when at all. And then um, what you didn't find out is the uh, Ami is the one he is the one that the rich guy, all of them. Okay, so it was Ami, Nam Gabin, and Song Won. And they... Are the three mistresses um in order of how we told you guys it's song one uh nam gabin and ami and you find out that they're friends by the, like the series end and they've all been friends and then it starts to mingle so then season two kind of rolls around with the same situation because it's heated everybody's intermingled everyone's met one or the other um And you end up finding out who's with who, who wants to be with who, the whole thing. A lot of times I feel like in K-dramas, they're not nearly as steamy as it was, in my personal opinion. I, I don't know. It's a different, it's like, it's a different kind of steamy. Like, it, like, they focus more on, like, the relationship aspect. Like, this one really, like, stands out as, like, you know, they're actively cheating on their wives with the harlots and the, and the way the stories, like, come out, how the wives find out, the confrontations that happen. Like, there is, Like, not to spoil anything, but there's a particular episode, I believe it's in season two, where where Park Jumin and her husband, they sit down and they hash things out. That's one of my favorite episodes. Like, Park Jumin, it's... oh, Sap Young. Yeah. Okay. They, like, I know you remember that episode. Like, it covers most of the episode, and they really, like, hash out their feelings, 
that conversation. Yeah, so like, season one, everybody was still kind of sneaking around, and the only one that like came out was um the older couple the couple that been together and they kind of had no spark in their relationship um that one was the one that was an obvious betrayal but um in season two that's when everybody learns of the betrayal everybody gets their betrayal Sapyung was the last one to find out about her betrayal and when she did she like lost she couldn't speak for most of the season the beginning oh. of the season so um that was like season two but now we're like in season three and season three everyone's divorced everyone has found new love and the men who were with their previous lovers are no longer with them at nope. some point except for Sapyong's husband um he's the only one that's still with Ami and he's not happy about it um not in the slightest so we just finished season three and we're kind of hoping for season four but something that happened in season three that um brian you said you were not like happy with you were like not a fan they add like a extra terrestrial no, that's that's cool. um they add like a um like a supernatural element yes. to it yeah and like it, like to me, it kind of takes away from what made the lat the previous two seasons great. Like in the story, you kind of get why it why it's sort of happening. But for me, it just it really took away from it because like at this point, people are hooking like the the wives have found new boyfriends. Um, one of them tries to reconnect with her ex, but that falls apart. But they find new men, they fall in love, they get married, like they're still interplaying how to make these new relationships work. The ex-husbands are upset because their wives have moved on without them, like the kids have moved on without them, and they just feel like yesterday's news, but they have no one else to blame but themselves. And just adding that supernatural element just kind of takes away from the story for me. Like, if there's, if I had any hope for season four, if there's one hope that I would have, I hope that they really like minimize the supernatural element and just kind of let the stories play out. Because I, I prefer it if stories play out and the characters do things or don't do things because that's what they decided to do. Versus, I think it was like one moment in, like very early on in season three, where one of the characters gets possessed for like a little while. And that to me is just like, like, I get why this character is possessed and who was the one possessing them. But it also takes away from the story because it's like, it's still believable in the sense of these things can happen in relationships, even though they're all well off and have like the nice dinners the nice food the vacation spots and the like but then the supernatural element kind of makes it a bit more unbelievable because we're not gonna say like well someone well i knew an ex-girlfriend that was possessed by someone else for a while and you know it totally happens i it just didn't do it for me but um, i personally like the that's why i never said anything about it i personally liked it mm -hmm. i don't mind the supernatural aspect because i do love supernatural um aspects to most of my 
um, shows. So I'm a huge, huge sci-fi person. So to me, I didn't really see anything wrong with it. I do have an inquiry, though, like, um, because season three has officially ended and there might not be season four, um, I'm wondering who's happy with the season because I was talking about this with a friend of mine and she really loves it. Um, she actually was hoping more for a season four to answer some open-ended questions she feels. I personally on one end don't think that there's many questions that need to be answered. What about you? I'm like, I'm perfectly fine if they don't do a season four. What about you? Um, I, I would want them to do a season four. Now, I do, I do love my sci-fi, but I love it more as like the main focal point versus like a weird little kind of almost a side story like they kind of played out here. But I do hope for a season four, if they decide to do it, maybe might not be so many episodes just to tie up a couple of loose ends that they put in with the end of season three. And 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 looking this up, there's also the one other one other story that was introduced in season two that they just essentially didn't pick up at all in season three. Um, the uh, Sa Pyeong's husband has a doctor friend in, like, in the hospital that he works at, and the doctor friend, you know, also kind of helped cover up a bit of his infidelity because the doctor friend also had a bit of his infidelity, and the way that story was leading was the doctor friend could potentially actually be the father of Ami. Because that was going on in season the, two. The mistress. Yeah. Um, so I know we're just throwing out names and I do apologize that we're unable to like show you guys who we're talking about and stuff like that. Um, but... but you'll get a better idea if you, you know, watch the show. Then you'll <sighs> find out who these characters are and why some of the things we talk about will make complete sense because it's absolutely worth a watch yeah i do agree with that um the other thing is that um they killed him off so i'm not really sure why they, like they would bring that back they killed him off because i think they may they would have made it too complicated he was already mm -hmm. going through it with um his mom killing off his dad so they yeah. wanted to focus on that and then also focus on i guess the the extra you know the yeah, uh, yeah. The, the supernatural stuff yeah supernatural stuff so i don't think that was like a i was perfectly fine that they dropped that one to be honest i was kind of over it um i was like that's a lot of like every band in this except for the ones that ended up remarrying the women mm -hmm. um are like loyal like not loyal i'm sorry they were not loyal so i was just irritated at that part um other than that though i don't know i think uh i'm perfectly fine with how the season ended and i actually don't need another season to be honest perfectly fine with that i would like another season maybe not as many episodes just kind of just wrap up a couple of loose ends because the way that the third season ended it did end on somewhat of a cliffhanger but then yeah because 
yeah, I don't want to yeah, spoil yeah, no. it completely. Um, but if anyone wants to talk to me about it, I'm totally fine talking about it. And um, I kind of want to talk about more of the of um, the K-dramas that I watch because I kind of feel that sometimes they do open up very interesting, um, very, like, interesting ideas for, yeah, yeah for, like, conversation. Um, because my inquiry, basically, is under what circumstances do you feel like it's right for divorce? Because I want to say that sometimes under certain circumstances, I would say there's almost no reason for divorce. But in this day and age, because we people are getting divorces um, a lot more. So being oh, yeah. married is almost like a non-existent thing. Like even your girlfriend doesn't want to get married. Um, yeah. So I still want to get married and I do intend to get married. Um, but I also know that I'm cut out for it. And I don't think that a lot of people are kind of cut out for it. Oh. Like, like, it's, like, it's different. Like, it's, like, different as, like, aspects of reasons why some people are either not cut out for it or don't end up wanting to get married. Because, you know, my girlfriend, she was married once before. And, you know, it just, essentially, it felt like, that marriage fell apart even though she did everything sort of the correct way like she stuck with the one guy she was super religious like he was religious as well they got married they then had the baby like strong christian household the whole nine like to essentially do everything right and then to have the marriage slowly fall apart like that like, cause it's because at that point it's more than just a marriage. It's kind of like a world view that you have, and and you trying your hardest to you know to keep it together to to make sure that it lasts. But a marriage is only as strong as the people that are in it. And if one person's not in it, then the other person, no matter how hard they try, can't keep it together. And that's what happened in my girlfriend's case. Like she was trying to fight for it, he didn't. And, you know, there's a lot more stuff involved, but that's essentially why now she's kind of reluctant on wanting to get married again in the future to anyone, because that's just, that's a lot to unpack. And she knows that, like, we both know that. And so we would eventually have to work those things out if we, if you, if she was to try again, because it's, it's a lot with something like that happens. So yeah, a, but other than those reasons, a lot more people end up getting divorces, in my opinion, for like such trivial reasons. Like, I definitely do agree with that. I don't think that a lot of people um, are very conscious about like what they want in relationships. And then they just, they kind of, I don't know. It's almost like they decide not to think about those things. Um, but in the meantime, we're going to take a really quick break. Um, this is going to be something that we do because we are um, recording on Zoom. Plus, it'll get us used to hopefully um, 
but we have sponsors and we have to be like stay tuned for our sponsors but right now it's just a bathroom break yeah. so we'll be right back mm-hmm. All right, we're back. And I'll give you my personal opinion on marriages. I actually had um, a disagreement um, with my little group chat. um, And I had said that I think that people are getting divorced because they're picking the wrong people. I think a lot of times we have expectations of what marriage is supposed to be. And we go into it thinking that we're going to love this person forever, no matter what. And then it turns out that love isn't always as strong um, to keep a relationship together. Um, A lot of times I think that marriage is more of like um, a business between two people. I think that's why marriages worked back in the day when they do arranged marriages and stuff like that is because you're staying together not simply solely for yourselves yes you want to be together with someone to always have someone by your side um but also you have children and you know you have your families that you're joined together and that is important for multiple reasons i think that a lot of times Because in today's age, especially in America, we don't join families the way we used to. Because everyone's kind of single-familyed a little bit. Um, Not not everybody's family-oriented. I think a lot of people are growing up with just, like, single moms. And, you know, they don't really have a great relationship with their mom. And they don't have a great relationship with their, you know, nobody has really great not i can't say nobody that's that's wrong a um, lot of people don't right. have like great relationships with either one parent or the other like, exactly and i think that causes a lot of issues for getting together because you have no one to really run back to and i think a lot of times it feels like maybe you have nothing to lose so you're not really losing anything and i have to say though if you're simply divorcing your husband because you're not happy at the time being, <laughs> obviously y'all haven't been in long-term relationships because there are going to be times when you're not happy. But I feel like communicating with your partner is everything. But unfortunately, um, when you and your partner aren't all in one, like all in one accord when it comes to being together, then it it won't. It won't work. Um, I think I discuss a lot about communication. I know you're about to jump in in protection of your girlfriend, but I personally feel like, yeah, it's definitely about who people choose. You get, you're allowed to obviously choose because that's why you're not, you know, everyone's going to marry their like person that was recommended by the family. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you have to take responsibility. This is the person you chose to marry as well. Knowing that maybe the two of you didn't realize that this is going to be something forever. So then you put those layers down. Yeah, I know everyone's like the Christian aspect, the religious aspect, but there are people who are not religious and their relationships works fine. Um, yeah. I, I just think that a lot of times it is a lot, has a lot to do with 
choices um, on how we choose our partners and why we're choosing our partners. I think that's like the key. But who, what do I know? I'm like I, the only person that's not married. Um, that... I mean, you, you do, you do have, you do make a very good point there because um, one of one of my friends, like Facebook friends, like she used to have like uh like a clinic and would help out couples and their relationships and their marriages and the like and one of the things that she told me which is hard for both people to admit is that you know is that when a marriage isn't working when a relationship isn't working that usually you know both people are at fault and usually the one that's hurting more will take the bigger offense to that saying because they're like, well, but I'm the victim. Like he cheated on me with all these women. He did this, he did that. But then she would then ask the, she would then ask the other person like, okay, so, so all this cheating happened. Did you notice any red flags? Did you notice the way that he would, talk about certain women do you notice the way that you know that he would leave out and come back did you notice that he moved different that he that the phone calls were different like there were other little yellow flags that would have indicated a potential bigger red flag so yes you're hurting because of all the things that the other person did to you and rightfully so but unless you're just completely blind and naive to everything this other person did there had to have been some red signs there had to have been something that you missed out on even if it was something simple as you saw something that was worth talking about but you decided to stay quiet or just thought like okay i'm gonna pretend i didn't see this because i'm happy at this moment um one of the things that me and my girlfriend do is like every so often like we have little check-ins with each other like we ask if you know are you happy or are, are you happy being together or is there anything you want me to do more of less of is there something you're not happy about is there something you are happy about is there something that you wish that there was more of or that's something that you wish that there was less of like is there like are you okay with the way the relationship is heading like are you okay with us you know and I do like that because it it allows it allows me to just kind of like you know just take a step back just kind of look at everything that that's happened for a while and then just see you know I'll if I'm happy at at the and these parts of the relationship, or if there's something that I wish could be different, or something that I wish that could change, but to do those kind of check-ins, it's best to do it when everything is fine. Because if yeah. you're trying to check in and there's a problem, mm -hmm. it's just it's not gonna work. Like you're not gonna check in and the other person's mad at you for something that you did, because then they're not you're not gonna get the same kind of like thought out response that you're looking for in order to either improve yourself in the relationship or to you know just kind of enjoy the fact that everything is going well 
Okay, so I, I I find it that I like that kind of I I don't shy away from the hard conversations. Mm hmm I never sh I try my best not to shy away from the hard conversations, and every time I try to do that, um, it, it I feel like it strengthens. I, it strengthens the relationship. I feel like in any chance I can, I try to make sure that, oh, if something, okay, so I'm going to use my current relationship um, um, right now uh, with Brownie. So Mm -hmm. Brownie and I, when we first started dating, um, we were already in a relationship by now. He showed signs of being like, the kind of per like uh the kind of person that would run to someone's aid whether or not he assessed the situation or not whether or not he figured out they needed his assistance he would just run to it he'd
have them come home. That's what I want. And and that's completely fair. That's something that, because I, I feel like when it comes to relationships and with and how people choose their partners, I feel like they're split between the person that they think they should be with and then the person deep down inside that they know they want to be with. So the right thing to say would be like, oh, I don't mind being with a person that's a cop or a fireman or a paramedic or is in the military. Like those are noble, those are noble professions. They chose that. I chose this person. I understand the risk and I'm perfectly okay with that. But in but actuality- I, But I understand those risks and I'm not okay with that. Exactly. And, yeah. I, and I and, feel but, like- I think that's like, but that's something that's like, I don't know if everyone comes equipped with the idea of like assessing what they want out of a partner, right? A lot of um, like rhetoric here on today, they're like, oh, you know, I want a man that makes six figures. Well, what does that mean? Because a person that makes six figures means they're barely going to be home. Mm -hmm. They're not going to be around you because, well, they're working. Mm -hmm. Um, You will have enough to work a lot. But honestly, I don't need someone that wants to work 24-7. Because to me, someone who's working 24-7 means they're going to have very little time for me. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't mind. I want to spend time with my partner. I want them to be around yes i want my space and my little bits of breaks too but at the same time yeah no i want them around so that's something i assessed really quickly we had a very like strong heart to heart and (laughs) i kind of i told him that i didn't like it right i definitely told him i didn't like it right and we had a like a discussion about it but i also don't want him to like force himself to be with me if that is something that he doesn't want to do and i i find that a lot of people uh, because they like being with the person and they don't want to run the risk of losing that person that they're willing to stay in a relationship regardless of the fact that maybe this relationship ain't it two people can be great together as friends and then Sometimes they don't have to be. Sometimes you may not be able to be, like in a relationship wise, because mm-hmm. you're just not right for each other. And that's okay. It does suck. You back at the drawing board, you're back on the streets trying to figure out what's your situation. I get it. I get it. It's hard. I don't even want to do it. But at the same time, it beats you being in a relationship that you know down the line you're going to generally be unhappy with. If you know you're dating someone who likes to ski dive, um, skydive all the time, and then they actually go skydiving, how mad can you actually be? Exactly. Especially if you're the kind of person like me that's like afraid of heights. Like you can't be mad to the other person who wants to skydive and wants to share that passion with you. And it's like you should totally try skydiving. Like if that's not something that you're into and it's, it's just not something that you're into like a lot of people end up just staying with a person because they just think you know well we have x amount of stuff in common and because we have x amount of stuff in common that you know it like 
that will just have to just accept these other things. But you don't necessarily have to do that. Like you don't you don't have to accept the things that are hard nose for you. You don't have to accept the things that I think, you know. I, sorry to cut you off, yeah. but I think that's the important part. Knowing your hard nose, I think a lot of people don't know their nose. They don't know what they're like, you know, they're mm -hmm. what they're willing to accept and what they're able to accept, what they're willing to live with and what they can't live with. Um, knowing your hard nose and knowing the your limitations in relationships is very important, especially if you think down the long run. When you're thinking down the long run, you also have to be able to be like, well, this person does this when we are like this, right? And then see if that's okay between y'all because that's hecka important to me. Mm -hmm. Like the hard nose are more than just in a sexual aspect of what you won't do with a partner like it's those for the entire relationship. If it's something that like a big one is wanting kids, like ah uh, yeah, you gotta have that. You gotta have that conversation really, really early, really early. I I think I had that conversation with um with brownie. Brown yeah, thank you. I was like drawing up thing with brownie <laughs> kind of early because. Yeah, that was hecka important. I don't want him in a relationship with me and then realizing that's what he wants. Because if you want a child and I, I don't want any more kids, we're going to have a problem. Mm -hmm. We're going to have a problem. And I definitely did not want him to experience that. So, yeah, that was very important. Extremely important. Uh, Jesus. Like wanting, like, wanting kids, like... Where where would you guys move to? Ah, uh, like, yeah. Religious aspects because like I know I because you told me before I know Brownie's looking to get a house like somewhere in the Midwest, mm -hmm. and I'm not sure if that's like somewhere you would want to prefer to move to, or if you had like a different place you'd want to move to in mind. But like I know that would kind of be like another thing that you would need to like talk about like kind of early on to make sure like you guys are on the same track there well we are fine on that i'm uh, i'm mm. not i have no picky i have no like you know desire to be like oh yeah let me stay i'm about ready to move out of new york to be honest but um i do know that um it has a lot of access here but also it's just cheaper to live outside of new york and then travel to new york i'll still have my cousins and family and people here that i can still just come back and hang with and see and visit so i won't have to worry about that kind of aspect but simple of like figuring out that this is the better way to live no convince me that this is would be a better way to live you're able to do that you got me i'm not gonna I'm not going to really complain. What, what would I have to complain about? That like, is another aspect that I also feel like it's falling. Like, yes, people have their heart. People have their heart nose. Mm -hmm. But you should, but for the other person, you should also be able to try and state your case. State your mm -hmm. case as to why, you know, you, you're, you think this should happen. Like, for example, like, like the, the girl that you said earlier that wants a guy that makes six figures like mm -hmm. what if 
she gets that guy and then one day he comes in and is like okay i want to quit my six-figure job and i want to do i want to do this other job instead because it's my passion it's something i really want to do mm -hmm. it's gonna change the lifestyle you know we're gonna like certain things will be tight for a little bit but i want to do this because i feel like it'll make me happy like and you know if she wants a man with six figures that you know and if that's her no then that's her no but he could still state his case as to why and maybe she might be willing if she loves him to you know be able to let go of that part and accept that he's going to change to a different job or if that's still a no then she knows that the relationship's essentially going to be over she's going to need to find another guy that's going to make six figures but you can always still state your case because you you will not know unless you try that's very true that's very true and obviously you know neither one of us are married or have been married mm -hmm. so those of you who have been married please let us know what you think um because you know you're probably in the situation already and could probably draw some kind of light to the situation in my personal opinion it's just it it does doesn't it's not easy in no way shape or form am i saying that this is easy but it feels like a lot of things can be avoided by having harder conversations um and if you're willing to have the hardest conversations then i feel like maybe it'll be a little bit better it'll last a little bit longer and if you have reasons that it would last longer i think that would help a little bit more so yeah um that being said i'd like to move on to our um you know ending of our pod um by ending it with some ratchet stories have right. they is it six brown chicks today um i actually have i actually picked out a somewhat special am i uh, a special story off of stories of reddit okay. um like am i the jerk for refusing to not sleep in sailor moon bed sheets whoa mm -hmm. background i 29 year old male have been married to my wife who's 28 for the, for the last five years and we have a child together she does all the housework and occasionally I might lend a hand, but she cleans, cooks, and does all those good things. I frequently tell my wife I'm grateful for her hard work, and she decorates the house as she feasts it, mainly in pink. And I do not have a say in this, nor do I particularly care. We have a lovely home, which is in no way because of my input. She takes pride in our bed and often buys new bedding with various patterns or themes. Normally, this bedding is pink, which I don't particularly like, but I wouldn't complain. She recently bought some Sailor Moon bedding. Now, I'm no hardcore anime person, but isn't this anime for 13-year-old girls? I'm to sleep in bedding with these stupid princess pictures and rabbits and cats on it. I feel like a line has to be drawn somewhere. I asked her how she would feel if I bought Thomas the Tank Engine bedding, but she said it isn't the same. I got quite angry about it. My dad would roll in his grave if he knew I was sleeping in little girl's bedding. She put the bedding on anyway, and I'm threatening to sleep downstairs until it's removed. She's angry and says that I'm being childish. 
And now for those of you asking, we both jointly own the house. However, I'm the primary income to my family and my wife is a stay-at-home mother. Mm. Am I the jerk? Oh boy. Okay, so originally my impulse was like yes. But <laughs> but um I would have to say that I think that she should take the bed sheets off. Um only because if Brownie let me do what I want with the house and his only draw or foot standing was the fact that the bed sheets needed to be different. Okay, fine, fine. In my relationship with Facebook, uh, he basically let me do whatever. And because Facebook let me do whatever, um, I tried to respect some of his boundaries by not crossing over into his space. There were a few times when I accidentally did, but for the most part, I tried my best not to. Um, but there were times when, you know, it would probably fall in to his areas and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I don't think he's the jerk on this one. Yeah, I I don't think so either. Like, you know, <laughs> Like it was some inflammatory stuff he said about Sailor Moon, and... right? Because that was that hurt my heart. Like mm-hmm. he said, like little Thomas the Tank Engine, and I was like, that is not the same. So I was in agreement, but I do yeah. understand. I do understand what he's saying, and for someone who's not an anime fan who thinks of it as like little children stuff, I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah, we get it. There's still a there's still a ton of anime that's not suitable for kids, but we get it. It's not for everyone, but you know, it she has to weigh like my husband lets me decorate the entire house almost essentially however I see fit, and this one little thing he is not a fan of. Like, is this one little thing worth everything else in this house that I'm able to decorate at will? almost essentially how I see fit. And it's not, and it's not, like, no, it's, it's just, it's bed sheets. Like, honestly, if she had, like, her own little room, workspace, or whatever, like, she could put the bed sheets in there. It's just, you know, not in the bedroom. Like, it's, and it sounds like this is the first time, like, this has ever come up to where he's just, he has a hard no, like, no, I don't want to sleep in Sailor Moon bed sheets for whatever reason. Like, yeah. Well, I don't, I don't blame him to be honest with him. Yeah. I mean, if he was just like he didn't understand it, he didn't know. Yeah. Well, he's he's kind of right in the sense of like you know, he he may not be he's not used to it. He's not used to it. So I totally get it, and I feel bad for him. But uh, sheesh. Sorry, girl. Gotta move. You gotta move your stuff. Mm-hmm. Move your no, stuff. No Sailor Moon for you. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. Um, I'm about to like hopefully move in with my brother. And um, you know, there's gonna be times when <laughs> he may not agree with my decoration choices. Um, but then that's when you get your own space and and but these they're married so you got to be cautious about your partner mm-hmm. you know can't be all about me 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 it's all about it is about compromise so if he you know didn't like this one thing and 
you know, she wanted to keep it. I totally understand. You can turn that bed sheet now into either clothes or, um, you know, something to put on the walls. It could be curtains. Mm-hmm. Um, or you know what? Take what? The, do do the move remove the stuff, right? Right. Re- let's remove it. Remove mm-hmm. it and then go and watch Sailor Moon. Yeah, there you go. Watch Sailor Moon. And give it some time because it's not overnight. Because no. I do know that a lot of the stuff that like um <laughs> may be a little bit too much for some people to to watch or listen to or whatever, but mm-hmm. yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, just do that. And then hopefully he'll come around, start watching some anime and start watching, get him into it. Um, I know he's yeah. probably busy working and stuff, but get him into it. He may like it. Yeah, there's there's a ton of anime out there. I we're pretty sure there's one out there that will suit his taste exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I think there's like an anime for everybody, to be honest. <laughs> I think the same way. Awesome. well thank you guys so much um for tuning back in for another podcast episode you didn't ask for but you got anyway um i believe our podcast is officially out on apple Podcasts, so i would really love it if you guys would go to apple and like my podcast like it favorite it comment something give me something to look at read and feedback i always appreciate all different kinds of feedback from everyone um thank you so much so if you liked um our ending story um the new way we're doing the podcast now or anything in between or something we didn't mention please feel free to let us know and we'll go ahead and uh, try and you know try and add it to the to the pod but speaking um, of pods we didn't mention, our girl Cotton Candy Hentai was on another pod doing an interview with Views of an Ex that came out not too long ago. So um, yes, make sure was... you give that a listen because uh, oof, she did <laughs> great on there. Thank you. Yeah, I definitely do. I am on that one. I will actually talk about my experience uh, next week, um, probably on our After Dark episode. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys so much for um, tuning in. Thank you and have a wonderful day. Bye, guys.